0: our heads. Our Heavenly Father, we thank Thee tonight that we can sing that from the depths of our hearts, Lord, I believe, and as the father with an epileptic son years ago said, Help thou my unbelief. We hear this question asked one day, when he returns, would he find faith? He never questioned whether he'd find righteousness or whether he'd find Christians, but would he find faith when he returned, knowing that it would be one thing people would let go on. Hearing also the Holy Spirit speaking in the last days that how these times would come, man would have a form of godliness but would deny the power, lack of faith. We thank Thee, Lord, tonight, because it in our hearts, we feel that we have just a little faith. And help us, Lord, that that faith may be increased tonight until it be so high, so lost and complete, surrendered in Christ, until great, mighty works will be shown tonight. Forgive us of our shortcomings now and help us. May the Holy Spirit, just now, the great officer of God here in the earth, searching out for a bride, For the Lord Jesus, and may he tonight visit every heart here in a special way, for we ask that in the name of the beloved Son of God, Jesus Christ, amen. Be seated. <laughs> Joseph, I'm not quite as tall as Brother Baxter, and it makes uh, think. Uh, As long as it's not in the healing line, it's all right. We are indeed happy for the privilege of being here tonight to represent our our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we trust that the meeting will be a successful meeting. That is, that the people may have great faith in God. Otherwise, we, our meeting will not be successful. We have two more nights left in this service, and we, we trust that it'll prove to be a great success to you all. And now, <clears throat> each one of you are conscious of the fact that without faith it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and a rewarder of those who will diligently seek him. And may tonight, while we're waiting on him for his blessings, may he just add grace to grace for us. Mr. Baxter, as I was just coming up, I heard him speaking, and he had a a very forceful sermon, which I am very thankful for It's always the preaching of the Word that brings forth the results of a great meeting. for faith cometh by hearing and hearing of the Word of God in the shadows of this evening service. I wish to read some out of the of God's Word, that it might be that just the reading of the Word will bring faith. For my words, like all other man's word, can fail, but God's Word cannot fail, because it is written by God. And you who have your Bibles and wish to turn to this portion of Scripture, it's found in the book, the writing of St. John. The fifth chapter. I wish to read a portion of this chapter, or the just before the evening service, and then we will call the prayer line after a few comments, maybe a testimony of something our Lord has done for us. Which I understand that Mr. Baxter in the former part of the meetings has the testimonies that goes on during the time of these services, and sometimes I relate to some something that God has did in the times past. The reading of the word now, please. After this there was the feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay great multitudes of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool, and troubled the water. Whosoever first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. And Jesus saw him lie, and knew that he had now been a long time in this case. He said unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me in. In the pool, pardon me. But while I am coming, Another steps down before me. Jesus said unto him, Arise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, took up his bed, and walked. And on the same was the Sabbath. When you return home tonight, read the continuation of this chapter. I wish to read the nineteenth and twentieth first, just to save time, because my speaking time tonight is just about gone. Then answered Jesus, and said unto them, this is when the Jews questioned him. Could you imagine in the biblical days of the Son of God passing along the streets of the city, and how his heart was moved with the sick and the suffering? And when coming to this notable place called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, because it had five porches is at the sheep market where they brought the sheep through this gate. And there was more or less a phenomenon of that day that the people believed that there was an angel who came down out of the heavens at certain seasons and troubled the water. Now living here by this beautiful lake area, most of you people would know what a troubled water was. It's the water that's the current moving one way and the waves moving another way, which makes a chopped water, which is a very dangerous water for the boatmen. And in this pool where they wash the sheep was just a round pool, perhaps the size of this building. And in there, at certain seasons, the water becomes chopped, and it had been said by someone that there was an angel which did this chopping of the water, or troubling the water. Of course, to some people, it was only a superstition. It was not written in the Scriptures that God was going to do anything like that, so many people would not believe it. But to many people, they believed it was the truth because it produced a result. Or the first person stepping into the water, being with some ailment, with faith, the angel, the virtue of the water, the phenomena of it, the chop water, which many people thought was just the wind going around the wall, which there was a wall around the pool. In a certain way, the current might be flowing from the water that's coming in, and the wind turn it back, making a chop water. But the strange thing of it was... When the person that had faith stepped into the pool, the chopping ceased. And that person got well of whatsoever disease. Now that was a very strange thing. But they could see the results of what the pool did. And they could see the results that come up on the person. So they believed that God sent an angel down. And now, as it's written in the Scripture, we believe that it was an angel. We Christian people, because the Bible said it was an angel. The Bible to that time, this New Testament wasn't written. They just walked by steps of faith like we do today, walking in another age. Steps of faith. But when our Master came, he was God's provided way for the healing of the sick bodies. God has seasons. And he has provisions made for that certain generation when Charles G. Finney, to my way of thinking—I'm just one—was one of the greatest ministers since St. Paul. He claimed to have won a million souls to Christ. Dwight Moody, in his day, Charles Finney was a, a lawyer, an educated man, and he was God's message to the world in his day. An educated man who got many hundreds of lawyers together, and you've read his biography, I'm sure, most all people who read those same religious books, and it's a a masterpiece. Then along came Dwight Moody, which was a very illiterate, unlearned, Man. His grammar was very poor, but he was God's message for that age. And each age, God has a message. And in the days when the children of Israel were journeying through the wilderness, God had a message of a brass serpent on a pole provided for a compound reason for forgiveness of sin and healing of their body from a snake bite. Which their medical aids would not touch, and Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, which were very smart, shrewd medical men. But his his remedies did not help this certain snake bite, and we believe that to be true because the Bible states it. And he lifted up a brass serpent, and the people had nothing to do but to look at that brass serpent and believe that it was God's compound cure for their sins, for refusing God's servant, and for complaining against him and for the cure of the snake bite. Jesus said, As Moses was lifted up, the brass serpent, so must the Son of Man, the same reason. And now that serpent was God's provided way for healing for many, many years. And after the serpent, the people got to worship him the image, the serpent, instead of what it stood for. And that brought the people under idolatry. So the prophet went in and took the serpent and destroyed it. Later when the people had need of divine healing, God sent an angel down to a pool. Now the Scripture said that it was an angel and was on the pool. And the first one stepping in it had faith got healed. Now. The quotation of the Scripture here claims that there were great multitudes of people who lay there with lame, halt, blind, and withered, waiting for the moving of the waters. And then when the first person got healed, all the virtue of the angel that was on the water, his powers, went into the sick person, the water ceased. And the angel never come back for many days at another season, perhaps another four, five, or six weeks. But the people waited patiently for the angel. And many of you clergymen sitting here no doubt has taken the history of it, how that the people would even fight with knives trying to run over each other to get to the pool, to get in first. What a mess of humanity, suffering that must have been. And when along came the virgin-born, divine Son of God, and He was God's provided Lamb, provided sacrifice, Jehovah-Jireh, the provided One. And as He was born and the people of that day of His day, especially the religious people, did not believe Him because he never come in a classical way that they expected him. But he came humble, born in a manger, wrapped in swaddling cloth. There was no singing at his birth as there is at a king's birth. Mortals, when a king is born, the people sing and have jubilee. But there was no king, no people to sing at this king's birth, but the angels came down and saying to the shepherds in the city of david is born christ the savior and some magi who've seen a, ph- a phenomenal a star and they had they even had many more observatories than than we have today because each city had its own observatory and they kept the time by the stars the watchman stood on the tower in the observatory and he watched the stars. You remember what time is it he asked the watchman? He said, The day cometh and night. They watched the stars and they knew about what time it was. But this, now notice this magic, as we'd put it so even children could understand it, mysterious light. Came over every one of those observatories across from the Orient. It said, We have seen his star in the east. But his star wasn't in the east to them. They were in the east looking west towards Palestine and saw his star. And none of the observatories, none of the historians or so forth has anything written of it, or no man in that day saw the stars except the Magi. And it led them to the Christ. It was God's. Provided compass. And those men happened to be the lineage of Ham, Shem, and Japheth, the three sons of Noah. And they came and offered gifts to the Son of God. And he said in Matthew 24, When the gospel has been preached to all the kindreds, tongues, and nations, then the end shall be. When the fathers who came forth and Commemoration of his birth and laid down gold, frankincense, and mara to worship him. Then, when all their children have heard the message of the gospel. Now, the gospel, commonly believed, is the Word of God. And that is true in one sense. But the Word of God is not gospel alone. The Word of God is the seed that produces the gospel. Jesus said, A sower went forth and sowed seed. And some fell over the stony places, and some fell over the wayside, and the fowls of the air devoured them. Some fell upon thorny, thistle ground. Some went over and brought a hundredfold." Now the seed, you people here who are farmers. Every seed will produce if it's in the right kind of a ground, and every divine promise of God in the Bible will produce if it's met in the right kind of a heart. It'll produce the promise. If you have need of salvation, believe that he saves you and accept his sacrificial death, and you shall receive what you've asked for. If you're weary and gloomy and feel like everyone's against you, come unto me, all you labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. That's a seed. Accept it. And if you're sick, he was wounded for our transgressions. With his stripes we're healed. Accept it if the seed will produce. When you sow a seed, you don't dig it up every morning to see if it's come to pass. If you do, your seed will never come up. You've got to plant it, commit it to the earth, and let it alone. It's up to nature, God, to water and to see that it produces. Is that true? So that's the way you do the Word of God, accept it in a good heart already fertilized, and all the creepers, and the rocky places, and the stony doubts taken away, and a good, rich soil of faith, and believe it, commit it to God, and walk away testifying that you have received what God has promised you, and he's the high priest of your confession to make right anything that you confess that he has done. That's the gospel. Now, the gospel isn't only the Word. Could you imagine people freezing to death? And I would paint them a picture of a fire. I'd say, look at the fire burning. Isn't it warm? Look at the people standing around warming. But that's only a picture of something that has been. You'd freeze just the same looking at the picture. What it takes is that fire to be reproduced again for your warmth. And the gospel that was in that day, it's written in the Word as a history a painted fire of what was, accept the same seed that they accept, and it'll be a living reality in you that'll bring you into the same experience that they had. You say, Reverend Branham, is that the truth? According to the writings of the Scripture, the great Saint Paul said, the gospel come to us not by word only, but through power and demonstrations of the Holy Ghost. And when Jesus commissioned the church to go into all the world and preach the Gospel, Mark 16, go into all the world and preach the Gospel to every creature, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Now there's many as a profession that they believe, and today in my church, as in most all of our churches. We class a believer as one who is loyal to the church and comes to church regular and takes a, a place, a position in the church, and helps the church in his financial needs. But that's very contrary to what Jesus said. Jesus didn't say, these times will follow them. They'll take their place in church and they'll be loyal members and so forth. He never said that, but here's his last statement to the church. Listen. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, speak with new tongues, or take up serpents, drink deadly things. It will not harm them. If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. And then he ascended up into heaven, and the disciples worshipped him, and returned to Jerusalem, the Lord working with them, confirming the word, with signs following. Is that the scripture? Quoting it. Just as he said it. Now I'm not responsible. Does that sound right? No, it isn't. He knew where the man was. He knew that he had had an infirmity thirty and eight years. Now he might have had heart trouble. He might have had arthritis. Or he might have had T B. He might have been anemia. He might have had a stomach trouble. It was an infirmity. He wasn't crippled nor afflicted, or disabled to walk. For he said, when I'm coming down, another steps down ahead of me. But it had an infirmity thirty and eight years, and Jesus came by and healed that one man, and turned away and left that great multitude of lame, halt, blind, and withered. Is that right? Now, I am quoting John 5. Now, look at that—could you imagine the lovely, all-powerful Jesus coming by such a mass of humanity of blind, lame, halt, withered, and passed right along among those people, and healed one man that wasn't withered—neither was he blind, nor halt, nor crippled. But he had an infirmity 38 years. And Jesus knew that he had been this way a long time and said to him, Wilt thou be made whole? He said, I have no one to get me to the water. When I'm coming, someone else steps down ahead of me. He said, Take up thy bed and walk. And away he went. And Jesus, with the heart of God in him, walked right away and left that rest of that complete multitude lay there lame, blind, halt, and withered. That is the Scripture, the gospel, according to the Bible here of St. John. And this is not fanaticism, but all that knows that that's the truth—and I have read it from the Scripture here—would you say, "Amen"? Amen? Wonder why that the Immaculate Son of God, infant in love and grace, would walk by a multitude of people and leave them laying there like that. Now I believe if he should have said to that cripple or to this withered or to this withered or this blind man, I believe his heart went out in sympathy for them. Do you believe that? His heart went out in sympathy, and I believe if he would have said to one of them, You get up and walk or you have received your sight, I believe it would have happened. Don't you? But now listen, as I read the following verses, when he was questioned, 19th verse, Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. For the Father loveth the Son and showeth him all things that himself doeth, and he will show him greater things worse than these, that ye may marvel. Do you see what I mean? Now Jesus, the Son of God, said, "I, the Son of God, can do nothing about that, for I can only do what my Father shows me to do. For whatsoever the Son seeth, Amen, seeth the Father do, these things also doeth the Son. For the Son, the Father, showeth the Son whatsoever things he doeth, and he will show you greater things than this, that ye may marvel. St. John fourteen twelve, quoting Jesus, "...these things that I do shall you also, and greater things than this shall you do, for I go unto my Father." I'll quote again in the Scripture, "...it's expedient for me that I go away, for if I go not away, the Holy Ghost will not come." Again, a little while, and the world seeth me no more, yet you'll see me, for I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the age. Quoting again Hebrews 8, 13, 138, rather, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, when he, the Holy Ghost, has come. He will guide you into all truth and light and will show you things to come. Is it true? Those are quotations from the Scriptures of Jesus' own words. Now, is it strange today, then, that the words of Jesus would be fulfilled before our very eyes? Would it be strange today if the people that are unbelievers would? Say it's the devil? No. Jesus, quoting again, If they have called the master of the house, which was he, the house of God, Beelzebub, which was a spiritualist, If they have called the master of the house, Beelzebub, how much more will they call them of his household? If they call the main priest, the high priest, the prophet of all prophets, the king of all kings. If they call he the power of all powers, doing his works because he was a seer and the master of all seers, that was and was before and will come, the head of all of it, the producer of all of it, if they call him Beelzebub, a spearless, How much more will they call those minor seers of the household? If they call the father a devil, how much more will they call the children a devil? You see what I mean? So take your stand tonight, my beloved friend, on the side that Christ is on, on the side that He's vitally proving himself to be. And now, this is not done, quote, from my heart. These things are not done in secret. They are done openly that all may see. They're not in one part of the world, it's confirmed around the world, and he shall confirm it again. These things are done that it might be fulfilled, which is already prophesied in the Bible to come to pass in these days. Here I feel the Spirit of God. Listen close. Here it comes. This is a glorious thing. This is the day of the Lord. This is the day that we should be happy. For in our eyes today and in our ears is fulfilled the word of God to this day, that the Lord has said, Praise be the name of the Lord." This is it. The Holy Spirit here, in confirmation of his word, the prophecy that's been already foretold and predicted, is being fulfilled now, before your eyes in Erie, Pennsylvania, this night. And the Holy Spirit, who wrote these words, is here at this armory building tonight to vindicate the truth of God according to the word, the seed, and the fulfilling of the word. He's here. Then let us rejoice in our hearts and be encouraged. Let us set up and take heed to what we have heard, lest we should let it slip at any time. Let us believe on him with one heart and one accord. We are limited, and I am limited, to whatever the Father would show me that I can do, without that I can do nothing, for I'll only fulfill the words that were spoken by the Lord Jesus. Jesus, when he came, he said, he came to fulfill the Word of God. What the prophets have said, amen, he came to fulfill the prophecy of the Old Testament. Do you believe it? Now the Holy Spirit is here to fulfill the prophecy of the New Testament. Do you believe it? Then let us be glad, for today is the great day of our Lord. Do not be weary, you who are sick and afflicted. Do not be weary, you who are downhearted. And you beloved ones who are sitting here in chairs and on stretchers and cots, According to medical science, you probably never get well. And the dear doctors have maybe done all they know how to do to help you. But they're a man like I am. And God knows if I had one bit of authority or power, I'd come right down out of this platform. There wouldn't be a sick person left in here in a few minutes. I would do it. And so would have my Master. When he passed by Bethesda, and looked at that great mass of 10,000 people laying there crippled, afflicted, and blind. But he said, I can only do what my Father shows me to do. And so is every mortal limited to the powers of God. For no flesh, even the Son of God, glories not before the Father. For he said, It's not me that doeth the works, it's my Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. He shows the Son. What himself doeth and the Son does likewise. The same gospel by the same God is here tonight. Soon we're to go to Africa in a few days. One way I kinda hate to go. Hate to say goodbye to my wife and babies and all. A lady in a restaurant the other morning said are you going to leave your little wife and those babies to go to Africa?" I said, Yes, ma'am. She said, What are you going to Africa for? I said, To care of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I said, He said, Whosoever will not forsake his wife, his children, all and cleave to me, shall not be worthy to be called my disciple. And I said, It's such a little thing for me to forsake my lovely little wife and babies and things, to go to the foreign fields when he come from glory down and died for me. She went around to get my breakfast, and in a few moments she'd come back. She said, Sir, there's so few people think that today. This world's hungry, friends. Give them the gospel in its trueness and its power, a green light that flashed to Africa, I was in Houston the night the picture was taken back there of the angel of the Lord. Two days before the picture was taken, Dr. Bosworth came in and said, Looky here, Brother Brandy, he had a picture of the late granddaughter of the late Florence Nightingale, the noted nurse of England, her great-great-granddaughter, I believe it was. She was in South Africa and had a malignant growth over the cypress of the stomach. They had her holding up there when she wasn't nothing but bone. Just eat her up. They stood her up like this. She's almost six foot tall, tall, thin, blonde-haired woman. She's standing like that in her arms, about that big around. Least she weighed forty pounds or thirty-five pounds or something. And through her body here, she had a small clout around her. And when he showed me that, and she was begging, she'd send an airplane ticket for me to fly to Africa from there right quick. Sometimes when I go home, there would be eight or ten tickets laying there from different places, and I just get down and pray and ask the Lord which one to go to. The others, I return, though, where the Lord leads me, I try to go. And it's it's hard in one way, but it's so sweet, at nighttime, when you lay your head on the pillow to know that you've done your level best to do something for your life. No matter how much scorn there is to bear and how much cross there is, I think, must Jesus bear the cross alone? All the world go free? There's a cross for everyone, and there's a cross for me. All this isn't a flower bed of ease, friend. At night time, the struggles, and sometimes when demons has been ordered from people, and them fighting and that person believing, then they'll haunt right back at you at night like that. That are know what you're doing. All right. They give me the picture, and Brother Bosworth said, Brother Branham, here it is, all I can hand it to you. And I, I just had to weep like a baby. I just knelt down the floor, laid the telegram, the papers down there, rather, than the picture. And my wife and my little girl got down over the picture, and we prayed. I said, Heavenly Father, you know I can't leave here, humanly speaking, now, when thousands of people are waiting. I said, But if you will just touch that poor, dear, dying woman there in Africa and heal her, it'll be a goal light for me to go down there, if you'll just touch her and heal her." And I said, oh, I can't do no more about it. Now, I'm willing to leave the meeting, anything you want me to do, Father. God sometimes does that. you remember Philip? And I committed to him and handed the picture back to Dr. Bosworth. And then I just went on. And then King George of England, you all know of him, cablegramming me twice to come pray for him. When a man over here at Fort Wayne was healed of multiple cirrhosis, was a friend of his private secretary. He'd been a bed patient ten years. I couldn't go at that time, but I know I'd be in England soon, so I just had prayer for the King. In the day that we had landed, Brother Baxter and I, others of the others of the campaign that furnished us to go there by American money we landed in England. I'll never forget, I said to Brother Baxter, Brother Baxter, just now maybe I'll have a little bit of rest before going into this great strain, because we know there would be multiplied thousands waiting in Finland. So tomorrow night, if the Lord willing, I'll tell you what happened in Finland. But now our time's getting by, and as I started walking, I heard someone page me at the International Airport just out of London, about twenty miles. Brother Baxter said, "Let me take it, Brother Branham." And he went ahead. There was ministers there paging me. They said, "Come out here. let Miss Florence Nightingale from Africa just come in a plane ahead of you. She's dying. Wants you to come to her." Well, how could I get to her there and all that mess? I told him, I said, "You take her on to your home. I want to go down to Buckingham Palace and then." You call me and I'll be at the Piccadilly Hotel. Brother Baxter and I fixed it up with him. We went on to the hotel. And on the second day after we went to the palace and up to John Wesley's place and so forth, we came back down to Westminster Abbey. Then we went into the hotel and this uh, minister, English minister, called with his little cab and we went down to his house and it's kind of foggy that morning. We went up. That lovely place, this big church. We went upstairs, and there were many of them to welcome us. And oh, brother, sister, you reading that little book of mine? Seeing there about little Georgie Carter. She only weighed thirty-something pounds. Nine years and a half, she'd never moved. I thought as the poorest person I ever seen. When she'd never malaria raised off of her back for nine years and eight months. She's my piano player at Milltown Baptist Church tonight, where I'm pastor. But. And the people in the neighborhood said, let her get healed, and we'll all believe. But it never made one believer. So they thought she was bewitched or hypnotized. That's been years ago, and she's still bewitched then and hypnotized. She's gained some nearly hundred pounds since then. Then this woman, when we went in there, when Brother Baxter looked at her, he, he just turned his face. He could hardly stand to look at the poor woman. And myself, when I seen her, I, I thought my heart would swell out. She couldn't speak loud enough for me to hear her. So I got down real low, and one of the nurses translated what she said or said to me. She said, Brother Branham, I want to touch your hand. And, oh, friends, we, we all go to leave one day unless Jesus comes for his church. And we've got to go back to the dust of the earth, for that's ordained of God that we should do so. When I've taken a hold of that hand, I do not believe, just speaking from my heart, that a skeleton's hand would have been any more, just as cold and just the bones. And I took over her hand, and her arm was just the arm bones, and she wanted me to see her body. Now. I wish to make this statement—I have a mixed audience here—but I want you to understand me as your brother. And over her her body, when they taken the, the sheet off of her, she wasn't—it looked like a human. It looked like a skeleton. As a lady, how they're built in the bosom. Everything was sunk through, and there's just the ribs there, and her body was so poor until in her hips, where the ring was, the ring and the hip, the skin had grown together through the ring like that. And her limbs were just about that big around, up here, around where they joined into the socket. How the woman was living, only our Heavenly Father knows. And she was crying. The tears was running off the side of her face. And where there was enough moisture to, for the tears, I do not know. Her legs were real blue, the bone-like long. where they fed her glucose and stuff. for she had never been able to swallow for several months. And the nurse got down to see what she's saying. She said, "Have brother Branham to ask God to let me die. I can't die. She couldn't eat. They couldn't find no more veins. And there she was, just laying there, wasting away." Brother Baxter. Brother Lindsay, Brother Moore, myself, and two or three ministers, and the nurses, and the loved ones of the home, I said, let us bow for prayer. And when I started to pray, my Bible is open before me, and our Heavenly Father is near to listen to what I have to say and what you—just as I started to pray, I said, our Father who art in heaven. A little dove flew at the window. And he started going coo, coo, walking back and forth. Coo, coo. And all the time I was praying, he cooed. And when I raised up, the minister started to say, Did you detect the dove? And as I raised up, the dove flew away. And as I started to say that I heard the dove, as you see it here in the night, I had no control of what I was going to say. And it said, Thus saith the Lord, You will live and not die." We have a letter from her now. She weighs 135 pounds in perfect, normal health. My secretary's wife sits here. She sends a picture of a different-looking person. You wouldn't even know her. From them bones, from all the medical doctors that could be gathered together, what was it? Was it my prayer? No, it was her faith in what Jesus did for her 1900 years ago. Just as you were saved 1900 years ago, and from sin and shame you were brought to fellowship with God, not because Jesus saved you last night or last year, but because at that time you accepted what he had already done for you, and he was wounded for our transgressions for the stripes we were healed. Now, if you will accept now what he done for you then—now, he is the—Hebrews 3.1—he's the high priest of our confession. anyone who knows the Scripture knows that that word is written, profession, but the same word is translated confession. In other words, he cannot save you by the merits of your prayer. He cannot save you by the merits of your enthusiasm or your good works. He saves you by the merits of your faith and your confession, for if you will confess me before man, him will I confess before my Father and the holy angels. And whatever of any—listen close—any redemptive blessing, that's written in the word. Now there's no need of you arguing of it whether it's in the atonement. If it's in the word, God is sovereign and has to fulfill His word. Or heavens and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. If God said so, God is worth no more than His word, and if His word's no good, then He's no good. If your word, if I can't put no confidence in what you say, you're no good. But you're just as good as your Word is, and God is just as good as his Word is. And I, as a Christian believer, I believe that this Bible is inspired, and it is written by the Holy Spirit, and it is the infallible Word of God. And God is under obligation to his Word to the believer that will accept his Word. And any word is a seed. If you accept it in your heart by faith and believe it and confess it, God will bring it to pass. Now, may I say this again? As many times newspapers, magazines across the world have said, call me a divine healer. Remember that is an error. I'm very thankful for The reports that I've had in the magazines and papers. I've had about two or three out of all that was hostile. Most all of them were very kind. Post Dispatch and Chicago Tribune and all those there, you read it in the book there. And the time where you can send right back the papers and get them. Where the people come in and were even healed themselves, reporters and so forth. Where they went and examined the cases to see, taking time instead of just, just, shutting off their vision and saying well he don't belong to my church. Uh, dear brother, sister, there's only one church and that's the body of believers out of every church that are truly believers in our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only church We do not come into the church into the church of God, we become into this fellowship, the Baptist fellowship, the Methodist fellowship. The Catholic fellowship, the Presbyterian fellowship. We become in there by a working agreement, like the unions had in the churches. But in the church of the living God, we do not come in by letter, by, by handshake, by water baptism. But the Scripture says, by one Spirit we are all baptized into one body. A Christian. Regardless of what fellowship we are connected with, we are born a Christian by the Spirit of God, and we become believers on his name. Oh, how I love him, and how I know that you love him, and how my desire is tonight that he shall heal each one of you. And now clearly understand before we call this line that there is no power in any man on earth to heal you in the way of divine healing. A doctor might move a place, he might set an arm, he might remove appendix, but who's going to heal that place up that he cut the appendix out of? He might pull a tooth, but who's going to heal that socket? He might set an arm, but who's going to nip that bone together? It takes the supernatural and all healings in the hospital, on the sick beds, in the doctor's office, all healings is God's healings. No matter what aid you use, they're only remedies. He is the cure. Remedies are aids. God is the cure. Do you understand? Now, the doctor will do all he can to help you, to aid nature, but God is the cure. Psalms 103.3 said, I am the Lord who forgives all of thine iniquity. Do you believe that? Who heals all of thy diseases. Now you might come and confess your sins to me and ask me to pray for you, but I cannot forgive you. If you've sinned against me, I can forgive you. But if you've sinned against God, he's the only one that can forgive. And he has forgiven every person in the world, and ever will be in the world. They're already forgiven, but it will never help them until they accept it by faith and then confess it. And he's healed all the sick people. But it will never help them until they confess it by faith and believe it and act upon their confession. For as the body is dead without the Spirit, says James, so is faith without works. You've got to believe it and act like it. When you accept him as your Savior, you've got to believe it and act like him. Now, this I was born into the world, not by the will of man or not by man, but by the will of God by divine foreordination of God. Not by my holiness—I have none. Not by my family's holiness. My family, back in the generation before, were immigrants from Ireland, they were Catholic. All the people down through were Catholic to the last generation. They went to no church at all, separated. My father and mother both are Irish—Brandon and Harvey, they had no religion at all. Came on down to this—I wasn't in church until I was 24 years old, away from church. But the—when I was born in a little mountain cabin in Kentucky, that light that you see on the picture, that the scientific research of the world has claimed it to be a supernatural being, came in the room. It's been with me since I was a little boy. And it spoke to me, and someone one that sent me this, and said he was sent from the presence of God and would give me these things to do before the people, and not to tell them to join the Methodist, Baptist, or Presbyterian Church, but to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? And they will be made well, or saved from their sins. So I tell the truth. And if I spoke and said it was me, myself, I would be a liar, or it is not I. But I speak of him, and he is truth and he'll testify it being true. If you people will pray and be sincere tonight while the service is in session, if God will show me what's happened to you, I shall pronounce it. If he doesn't show me, I cannot pronounce it. And I, as his servant, challenge each of you sick people tonight. There's. A great many cards out here we can only call a few to the platform because under that anointing I only last so long. The managers of my son takes me away because I have another meeting tomorrow night. And anyone who scripturally knows the Bible knows what that is. Look at the virtue of the angel left on one person. Look at Daniel when he saw one vision, he said, I was troubled in my head for many days. Is that right? Night after night. Why? For Jesus said, These things that I do shall you also, and more in this shall you do. It's only recorded just a few times where he said to the woman, when a man came to him by the name of Nathaniel, and he said, Behold an Israelite, in other words, a Christian, said when did you know me? He said, Before Philip called you, I seen you. Is that true? He said to a woman that he carried a conversation with to catch her spirit, said, Go get your husband. Said, I have none. He said, You said well, and you have five. And a few times in the Scripture, but He promised greater, which was more. than this shall you do, for I go to my Father. Now this is fulfilling the Word. May the Lord Jesus bless each of you while we bow our heads for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we are thankful tonight for the power of the Gospel that hungry hearts will set in hot buildings and many a times, as many as forty thousand at a time, set in the hot suns of Jamaica and in the seas, the islands of the seas, rather, to listen to the gospel of Christ spoke in its simplicity, yet in its power, and to see the Holy Spirit come down in the miraculous form and to heal the needy. We thank Thee, Father. We thank Thee for this great state of Pennsylvania, for its governor, for all the officials, and for this city of area. The people, the churches, every one of them, Lord, standing their great spires pointing up to heaven, and of a morning when the bells ring, the people rush to the church to find soothing consolation for their souls to know that this is just the shadow, the negative, some day death shall develop the picture and then we'll see face to face and know as we're known. Many are sick and unprivileged of going. many of their days are shortened from the three score and ten. Satan has did this evil thing. And Father, your humble servant tonight, I pray not that these people hear me, but I am speaking to thee, O God. May the angel that has guided me sent from you and fed me the days of my life. May he stand by me tonight to confirm the words that I have said, that the people might believe on thee and be saved and healed. And may, after the going of this meeting, when the people wake up to the consciousness of what's just happened, may there be a revival in every church in the city. May the city, oh, be altogether on a stir for the Lord Jesus. May every clergyman of the city be inspired, Lord, when he sees his church filling up and the people coming, making their confessions and wanting to join church and to live for Christ. When he sees the sick that was once sick, then healed and given testimony on thousands of others, Lord, believing, grant it, Lord, tonight that something may happen that will stir them. Now I have confessed before this audience thee, O Lord that there is no man which is a divine healer or savior. Only thy beloved Son has done this for us, and we humbly bow to give him all the praise and glory for what he has done. And we humbly ask thee tonight, Lord, to increase our faith in his finished work of Calvary. When the great vicarious suffering there paid the double-cure price that he was wounded for our transgressions, and with his stripes we are healed. May that double cure come to everyone here tonight. And his blind fanny Crosby in the days gone by, writing the poet, Pass me not, O gentle Savior, hear my humble cry, while on others thou art calling, Do not pass me by, thou the stream of all my comfort, more than life to me, Whom have I on earth beside thee, or whom in heaven but thee? And And tonight to see these people sitting here with cancer, heart trouble, just a few more days to live, then they must answer yonder at the judgment, O God, pass them not, O gentle Savior, but may something be done that'll stir their faith, to look up yonder beyond the doctor's care, beyond the fog and the veil, to look there and see a bloody sacrifice hanging before Jehovah God tonight, who said, This is my beloved son, hear you him? And we hear his voice gr- Roaring from Palestine tonight, saying, Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. Grant it, Lord, that these things will be so tonight. And now I ask thee humbly as your servant that you will hide me behind the veil just now. Take, Lord, not because that I would be worthy, I am unworthy, but because that thy people here and thy worthy Son died for this worthy cause. If you were looking for holy hands tonight, where would you find them? We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But O oh Father, if thy word is determined and it must be fulfilled, grant today and tonight that the words that I have spoken concerning the angel of the Lord in these nights past, that it may be confirmed tonight. May many of your people believe and be healed. And now, Lord, I know nothing of these people here. Thou knowest all about them. And may their hearts be set to Calvary tonight to believe. And as they believe, will you show your humble prophet, Lord, tonight, and may I be able by the power of the Holy Spirit to see these people, and may they be healed. For I humbly ask that as your servant, in the name of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, who stretched forth his arms to heal. Amen. ever-believing child of God on praying grounds, all the believers stand together now. And as we do know, I don't mean stand up, I mean stand together in heart. Thank you, thank you. Stand with me in prayer as a unity. Do you know where there's disunity? The Spirit of the God is not welcome. Did you know when Jesus went in to rise, raise up Jerias' daughter, and the people said, well, He said, She's not dead, she sleepeth. And they laughed at him. Is that right? And he put them all out of the building. Is that right? he taken the believers. And when Peter went in to raise up Dorcas, the lovely charitable widow, and the people were crying and uh, lamenting, why, he put them all out of the house. Jesus taken a man by the hand and led him outside the city where the unbelieving priests and them were, led him outside the city, and healed him of deafness. Is that right? And I'm sure that you Christian believers recognize my position tonight. And now, let this be known to you throughout the building, I'm not responsible for anything that might happen to unbelieving or skeptic-minded people. For be it assured unto you that sicknesses are absolutely demons. For instance, the deafness or dumbness. Now, the doctors say the nerves went dead in the ear. Well, what made it go dead? Why didn't it go dead all over it? Because there's a supernatural power that cuts it off and it can't function no more. Like a transparent band around my hand. If you can't see it or feel it, that's the only sense that will declare it. And if the natural senses won't declare it, it's a supernatural being. Now, is that true? Listen to what Jesus said. When the deaf spirit went out of the man, he could hear. Is that right? When the deaf spirit, when the dumb spirit went out of the child, it could speak. Spirit. And when they come out of one, demons are helpless unless they are embodied. Look at the demoniac that met Jesus from Gadarea. They said, Suffer us to go into those swines without a body. And Jesus said, Go. And the swines went into the fits that was in the maniac, and down into the sea they went and drowned in fits just like the man had. Look at two boys in the Bible, or some vagabonds, a minister, priestess, sons who went down to cast out a devil, an epileptic spell out of a man, Acts 19. And they've seen Paul casting out devils, they've seen Jesus. So they said to this devil that was in the man, we adjure you by Jesus who Paul preaches come out. The devil said, Jesus, I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And the devil overcome the man and stripped their clothes off of him, and they run through the street naked. Is that right? Now, them devils tonight are still devils, but they call them epilepsy, deafness, dumbness, cancer, cataract. It's devils. And when they come out, they go to others. For many, many, many across the nations tonight are studying afflicted because of that. So let it be known that I am not responsible for critics, only for believers, and it will not. Come near anyone who believes what I have said to be the truth. All right. Now let us... Let's see. Where's my boy? Oh, what's, how many cards you get out? G 50 to 100. Last night we started the first of them. Then the uh, night before last, and then we started the middle. Let's start the last. The last 15, 85, 90, 95, 100. Let's start in the G's. Now that's just whoever you are, look around, examine the cards, look around. Here's a man who, yours there, sir? 70. G70. Look around there, just somebody might be deaf or something and can't hear. Look, examine their cards. G85, um, 85, 90, 85, or 85, 90, 95, 100. Start along in there and get them. The last. 15 of them. And now line up according to your number over here, if you will, 85, uh, 90, 90, uh, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, and on to 100. All right. How many here? Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. How many here does not have prayer cards? Let's see your hands now. Do you believe with all your heart? Do you believe that the Lord Jesus is here to make you well? All right. Now remember, my Christian friend, I am challenging every believer in here to ask Almighty God the Father of our Lord Jesus, to heal you. Now, these people just have a card, and on the card's got a number. And on the, the reason we do that, if I'd say, here, all that wants to be prayed for, come up. Just look what a mess we would have. And if I'd say, all that so-and-so like that, you'd have no one to start, we just give these cards out, and then it starts somewhere along, and let them be called. No one knowing where to start. We decide that after we get here. And now here lays people in cots and stretchers and so forth. Uh, Someone, can you look at your card there, lady? Looks like your hands are twisted like. Can you hold your card? See what number she's got. Oh, my. All right, lady. You watch this away. And you asked our Heavenly Father to heal you tonight. What about yours? If your card? And your card wasn't it? Now, you ladies in the stretchers, you look and believe with all your heart. You're strangers. I know you're not. But look and believe with all your heart that Jesus Christ will be here to make you well. Do you believe it? You believe that He will? How many of you out there sick now? Let's see. Again, it hasn't got prayer cards. wants to be healed. Well, that's just about solid all the way across everywhere. Now, be in prayer, and our Heavenly Father will reveal to me. Do you believe He will? All right. Then you pray and ask Him to heal you. Have faith now, and may the eternal God bless each one of you. Now, all you in the line, do you believe with all your heart? Each one of you believe. All right. Have faith then in God. Do I know I don't know none of you I don't believe? No. None of you. All right, have faith now, and you bring your first patient. How do you do, lady? Now I suppose that we are strangers. I don't believe I ever seen you in my life. But we are we're strangers of life. And you have come to me for help. And I perceive immediately that you're a Christian, a believer, because the Holy Spirit will not embrace sin. You've noticed that in the meetings if you've been here before. When sin's at the platform or out there in the audience, it'll call it right out. Because He can't tolerate sin. God can't. He's holy. And he can't tolerate sin. And I asked you to believe me as his servant. And you do. Now, you just received a prayer card, and on there was a number and a letter, and it was called, and you come to me as a stranger. Now, the reason I'm talking to you is you're my first patient, and I'm and I must carry a conversation in an order like Jesus said to the woman at the well, bring me a drink. She said, It's not customary for the Jews to ask the Samaritans anything. He said, But if you knew who you were speaking to, you would ask me for a drink. And the conversation went on, then he went right straight and told her what was wrong with her. Isn't that right? Is he the he promised that the things that he did that he would grant it also and there'd be a farmer in a latter rain, and in this last days that these things would come to pass. Now, you're aware that something's going on, aren't you? You're, you know it. Just now, when I begin to speak to you, now something happened just then, didn't it? Now that wasn't... That's nothing to hurt you now. That's to heal you. Did you see the picture of it back there last evening? You wasn't here. I want you to pass by the desk and see the picture. You'll see what that is, the looks of it. when. The best research in America, and it hangs in the religious hall of art today, a supernatural being. Now, if the audience might know, just since we've been talking, a real, I'd say a lovely, sweet, kind feeling comes over you. Is that right? If it is, raise your hand. Now, what that is, that's the angel of the Lord contacting. There's something wrong with you. And, if, and I am his servant just as that war and that light is a servant to the light. It isn't the war, it's the electricity going through it that makes the light. The war could not make no light. Neither could I know what was wrong with you or have any light to you. It's the, this spirit that you now feel that brings the light. Yes, ma'am? You suffer, don't you, sister? You're an extremely nervous person. You have much trouble and you, you're bothered with, don't you have a lot of night, getting up at night or something? Isn't that yes, right? Yes, ma'am. I see you going through the night always with, is that true, That's true, very true. then um, you, you've had. I see a doctor standing near you. No, you've had several operations, haven't you? That's right. And your real, your main trouble lays within your back. Isn't that right? It's in your back, and that's what's caused you have a stomach and so forth. Isn't that true? true. Are those things true, lady? Those are very true. Now, no one at all, only God, would have to reveal that. Now, that wasn't me speaking just then, it was my voice. But I was at several different places and seen what took place. Was it true? That was very true. Two operations at one time and five at another. Now, who I spoke that, did I, while I was speaking? All right. Then who would know that? except god or somebody was in that place to see those things take place is that right sometimes i don't realize just what's going on but now that feeling is not like it was is it you see it's gone that was when the blessing of god was upon is that the same spirit that said to our lord jesus christ when he told nathaniel or he seen him under a tree praying before he come to him and told him he was a Christian or a believer otherwise? Is that the same spirit? The same spirit that had come back to you again, wasn't it? You are blessed, my sister. Your prayers are answered. Your suffering is over. Christ has healed you. You are well. You can go and be well in the name of the Lord. Thanks be to our Lord Jesus Christ who brought again the Spirit of God and the resurrected Christ, who is present tonight to heal all that is in need, he is here, friends. I have no way of bringing him to you. Only your faith brings him present. And watch the patient's expression change as they come to the platform. Now a few moments. If the anointing keeps coming up on me, I will be not knowing where I am. Now be sure for the meeting tomorrow night. God bless you. Now be in prayer out there, and you bring your next patient. How do you do, ladies? Mm. Our our wonderful Savior is marvelous, isn't he? Mm. Oh, I can't love him enough. Yes, ma'am. Suspicion. Sorry. Yes, ma'am. Well, he's just as sweet and kind to us tonight as he ever was. Better every day. Yes, ma'am. Well, believing that makes you a Christian when the love of God is in your heart. So probably I can't get enough though. Well that's we feel that way. That's just humanly. And blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness. It's even blessed to even feel that way. Now of course you're standing there, and you're wearing glasses, which would know any of the audience would know that it was it, something was wrong with your eyes. And now it, they look good and clear, but I believe your trouble is in your left eye mainly, isn't that right? That's right. Yes, ma'am. And both of them are just as clear, but you're going blind in your left eye. That's right, darling. Not only that, but your left ear is awful bad, isn't oh, it? Oh, praise the Lord, <laughs> that's right. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I stitch your entire left side. Praise the Lord, that's right. Oh. And to this poor, suffering woman, I lay my hands upon her and ask in the name of Jesus Christ that she will get well, Lord. I bless her as your servant for her healing. Oh, Amen. God bless you. God bless you, sister. Go you. Going out just testifying that you're going to be well, then write in your testimony. I know I am. Let's say, Thank you, dear Jesus. Thank you, dear Jesus. All right, bring the next patient. Now, everyone, just reverend, and have faith now. And if you believe, God will make you well. He will make you well. Now, come just a moment, sister dear. I just want to. There's many people out there believing, and it makes it very hard. There's many people sitting out there now that's already healed, Amen. and it it makes me real nervous or weak. Amen. And now. You are a stranger to me. I do not know you. And to save my energy, I want to just talk to you a moment, if I can, to keep from seeing the vision is what hurts me. Now, you and I are strangers. We know not one another. I've never seen you in my life. You've never seen me in your life as—have you? We are just strangers. Now I want you to give me your right hand. And now I want you to believe me with all your heart. Amen. Yes, ma'am, you have cancer. Yes. Is that true? I believe uh, I haven't been to doctor, you have cancer, and that's on the breast, isn't it? Yes. It's on the right breast, is that right? Yes. How would I? you think I would know that? I want you to notice something just a moment. Yes. While you have your hands laying here on mine, I want you to look at my hand here. See those little white things running over my hand? That's what I would determine. I don't know what it is. I just call it vibration. It's a live growth in you. It's got a life. It was a germ, just like you was. And you begin in the mother's womb to develop cells and become a human being. And that was a germ that wasn't in you then. It's a germ of death, and it came into you and began to build a little house. Begin to develop cells and it's become a growth. And it's developing cells in just as much body as yours, as oh, it has no farm. And it's not a free moral agent like you are. It has one master, that's the devil. One determination, take your life. Now, watch here. I want you to move. The Bible said, in the mouth of two or more witnesses, let every word be established. Is that right? Amen. That's true. I take your hand off of mine. Look at my hand now. This normal as any other man's hand, isn't it? Now lay your handkerchief right here. Take this hand over here, this one, and lay this hand up on there. No difference at all in my hand, is there? Mm-hmm. Just like any other man's hand. Well, I wonder why it's from this hand and not from this hand. Now, I want you to see it isn't positionally. You see my hands as normal. Now I'm going to take my hand off and put my hand up on it. Now there's. Nothing. Come here, Reverend Baxter. I know I examined Reverend Baxter many times, and I know there's nothing wrong with it unless it started the last few days. Now, I'm going to lay his hand, his right hand, upon mine. Still nothing, is there? Just as normal as it can be. Now take your hand off, Reverend Baxter. I lay my hand on Just still normal, isn't it? Now lay this hand on there. This hand back again. Now look what happens. Amen. See, see what I mean. Amen. Now why would it be this hand instead of this hand when he spoke to me and gave me two signs to do before the people? Like God told Moses, he said, "You take the person by the hand, the right hand, and that goes to my heart by the left hand." And you see, there's something happens there, and now. The Bible said in the mouth of two or more witnesses, let every word be established. Is that right? Amen. Now, you come to me as a stranger, I don't know you. And the Holy Spirit here, when I've touched your hand, told you what your trouble was and where it was located. Is that right? Amen. That's true, and I have no way at all of knowing that except through God, is that right? Amen. That's one Amen. witness, is that right? Amen. A second witness that you see it on my hand, a physical reaction, is that right? Amen. I want my boy, which has never seen this, to come forward. My son has never seen this happen. I want you to watch, Sonny. I'm going to put my hand here. You see my hand here now? Let me have your hand, Paul. I'll put Reverend Baxter's hand on here. See? I'll watch when I put the lady's hand on here. Watch what takes place. See what I mean? Now, you remember that night in Vandalia, Illinois, when you were laying sleeping on the bed, and the angel, and the angel of the Lord was standing over me there, and I threw the pillow over and woke you up and said, Look, can you come screaming and run over to me? That's the same angel of God that's testifying here. That's the same angel of God. That's the first time Billy ever seen it. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Now, lay your hand back. I want to hold your hand there just a moment. Now, I want you to see, sisters, not positionally. See? I see it. I want you to watch it just a moment. Now, there they come in a wave, you see? See here? Yes. A little white, like a little white warts. You can see it in the audience. Amen. Watch them. Now, here they come. There they come. See them running over there? I watch. There they go away. Here they come again. There they are. Now, what is that? That's the life of that cancer, excited, the spirit of it. If I can only get you to believe, it's going to leave you. If I can't, it can hold you. Now it lays in your faith in the finished work at Calvary. Do you believe that God sent Jesus and he died for your healing? Amen. Amen. All right, right, sister. Your faith has saved you now. Amen. Now. stop, audience. Come here, Billy. All right, you can go off the platform be made well, sister, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Your faith has made you whole. Let's say thanks be to our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, not my prayer saved her, her faith, now she was standing there, there's three witnesses. The first, let's see, what, it was told her what she had done or something, told her something supernatural. Then, the next thing happened, it spoke to her concerning what was wrong, and what had happened. The next thing, she saw the physical results. The next thing, while her face was there, the same place, the same hand looking right at it, the swelling went down, the the disturbance on the hand left, the life of that malignant tumor in her breast left her. If she'll keep believing, she knows it now. Ask her, somebody be questioned if a real cool feeling didn't sweep through her breast and she was healed. I think we ought to just bow our heads in reverence to thank our Lord. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thine will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Almighty God, author of life, giver of every spiritual gift, send thy blessings upon this people. Increase their faith that they might know this hour that thou hast visited them and sent back to this earth in the form of the Holy Ghost, the risen Christ. And may we tonight as the apostles of old on the road from Emmaus said, Did not our hearts burn within us when they recognized that the Christ of God had rose from the dead and was alive among man? And tonight we are very conscious that he has rose from the dead 1900 years ago and liveth forevermore, dwelling in his church, making intercessions for our believers who confess upon his works and his vicarious suffering at Calvary. Almighty God, receive our thanksgiving for him. In Jesus Christ's name we beg, amen. All right, bring the man. Good evening, sir. I trust that the blessing of God will be upon you, my friend. That God will do something tonight in your case to cause you to believe more on the Lord. Of course, you're wearing glasses. Anyone would know that if your eyes were bad, and um, but there may be something more wrong. And now, do you believe that? what I have said is the truth, you believe what I said about God is true, what I said about Christ is true, and about the Holy Spirit is true, then the angel that has come down that God has sent down in this last days to bless his people after the preaching of his word and of those things that faith has been built by ministers through the age, and then to thank his loving kindness to come down in the last days and do something else for us to send a prophetic gift that would magnify him before the people and get the people to see that he is just the same today. He still liveth forevermore, setting, making intercessions, and angels are sent from his presence, ministering spirits sent from the presence of God. Do you understand, brother, that God never takes his Spirit from the earth? God takes His man, but never His spirit. God taken Elijah, but the spirit of Elijah come upon Elisha. And then several hundred years later, it come out on John the Baptist. The same spirit made him act the same way. And then it's prophesied that it'll be here again in the last days. See, God takes His man, but His spirit remains. He taken His son, but his spirit stayed on earth, the Holy Spirit. He sent it back to the earth to live among mankind. Are you conscious of that? Yes, you are. Believe that. Yeah, you believe that. believe that. And then the Scripture has said that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he said, and then let's see if that's true. Then he said, a little while, and the world seeth me no more. That's the world order, the day of the way it is now, they'll see me no more, because this physical being had been given and made a sacrifice as a bleeding lamb, an innocent, for uh, we guilty. And the world seeth me no more, yet ye shall see me. Now, who's ye? The believer. For I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. Now, did that mean that Peter, James, and John, and those standing there, they're not living tonight? They're living, but in glory. But the believer would know him unto the end of the world. Is that right, sir? You're a very deep thinker, aren't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You you're always studying things. All, if I'd say this, that you might know, you'll know, cross bridges many times before you get to them. Now that's that's a hereditary. You just—that's your makeup. That is true, isn't it? And you're—you're suffering tonight with a stomach trouble, isn't that right? Because you can't eat certain things. It's an ulcerated stomach. It's been caused from a condition that come a long time ago, and you're nervous. Your eyes are stigmatized, and you've been practically nervous for a long time, an inward nervous. Is that right? At your work sometime I notice it. And sitting down, your strength becomes so uh, depleted at times, so you have to sit down. Rest is that true? I am not reading your mind, my brother. I'm telling you as the same spirit that was speaking by our Lord Jesus has revealed to you what was in your life. Is that right? All right. Will you believe, accept me as His prophet? I have told you the truth. Is that right? By a supernatural being. Do you accept it that way? Then believe me as God's prophet. Go home and eat anything you want to. The ulcer is healed. You can go. God bless you, my brother. In the Lord Jesus makes. All right, everyone real reverent, come, lady. Now be reverent. God is going to bless you all tonight. Have faith in God. And how do you do, sister? Uh, I see you're, you're a believer. <clears throat> you you been disturbed for some time, haven't you? You have something on your mind that's wearied you. Of course, the time of life that you're living in is one thing, if you understand what I'm speaking of. It's got you all very much upset. You know what I speak of, the menopause. It's made you extremely that way. Satan lies to you. He tries to make you think that everything's wrong with you, that you're not going to get well, and make you think that your time is near, make you think sometimes you've crossed the line, but that's wrong. And you're suffering with a tumor also, aren't you? Was that true? That was all true. Now, whatever I said, it was the truth. I, I don't know you, do I, lady? I don't know you at all. We're strangers. And that was true. And what was said would only be revealed by some supernatural being. Is that right? Would you believe me as his prophet? Then come here let me put my hand upon you. Father, it is written in the Word, the last words from our Master's lips. He said, These signs shall follow them that believe. If they lay their hands upon the sick, they shall recover. God bless this one who I hold her hand tonight. And thou demon, you've tried to hold her, but you're exposed tonight before this audience. You've hid in her in a form of a tumor. You thought you could hide from a doctor, but you can't hide from God. He's more than a match for you. I come representing Jesus Christ from Calvary, who won the victory over you and all your kind. And I take the authority tonight by a commission given to me by an angel of God who's present now to witness it. You can't hold her any longer. Come out of her in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you, my sister. I wasn't talking rough to you. You're healed now. You can go home be well. Now, remember, you're going to feel it like you do now, happy and real good for about 70 hours, maybe 72 hours, 75, and you're going to get a little sick spell, severe headache. Don't you weary then. You continue to thank God for your healing. That may last for a while. You'll get dizzy, swimmy-headed, upset. You'll even have to go to bed. But don't be weary. Now, if I've told you what was. I've told you what will be. If you know that was true, what was, is that right? right. It's true what will be. Go and may the Lord bless you, my sister. Let us say, Praise the Lord. Are you believers? Now you without prayer cards, just a moment, just hold the line there just a minute. getting extremely weak. Everyone just reverent as you can be, let us pray just a moment. Master, it seems that my life is dwindling away from me. I don't know how much longer you'll let me be here on this earth. But I pray for many years, if you can use me, and when thou art finished with me, may I come to you. But I know that I shall be able to stay until I have completed the work that you have foreordained that should be done. And tonight there are those who wasn't here this afternoon to receive prayer cards. They're laying here, some of them on stretchers, and some in cocks, and some in wheelchairs, some on crutches, some of them dying with heart troubles and cancers and all manner of diseases. I do not know them, Father dear, but as your beloved Son, in His grace we be made your sons through the adoption of the Spirit, I pray Thee, Almighty God that the Scriptures might be fulfilled which says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. That thy humble servant may now be able to see what you have done tonight, as you will let your servant, the angel of God, who has been sent to that little straw tick yonder under the mountains, may you be near tonight to bless your people and to help us, dear God, for each one of us to see your blessings. And may that you have confirmed your word tonight through thy servant. May people here believe with all their heart. There are those sitting here without cards who cannot come to the prayer line. Men are still in the line to come. But I ask thee, Lord, to heal tonight. And may their faith now reach up and say, if God is on the platform working through our little brother, that God is here with me, and God is no respecter of person and can heal me here where I am as he is up there healing those from the platform. Grant it, Lord. And may thy holy angel, which came and said he was sent from your presence, may he now speak through thy servant in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, amen. looking steadfast upon them and knowing their thoughts, says the Scriptures, I wish you all to be reverent and to believe on the Lord now with all your heart. Now you're out there without any contact to anywhere except with God, and I'm only in contact with Him as the Holy Spirit will let me be. I can only speak what I see and what I hear, that can I speak, but no more. And I want all of you, do you believe with all your heart that I have said that what is true? What do you people believe along to here? Do you believe with all your heart if God Almighty will show to me your conditions from this platform? And will speak comfortable words to you, you surely will believe him. Will you do it? All right, have faith in God. I just see the light near a woman. Oh, I beg your pardon. The woman has just been healed, I believe. Uh, was you in the prayer line just a while ago, lady, sitting right there? Was you in the prayer line? Was you healed here at the prayer line? Well, that's why it's still holding over you. I could just see the light. The whole, it looks like, I pray God to open your eyes to see, like I'm seeing now. Here sets the lady sitting right here. No, it ain't. It's this boy. Sitting here, say, young man Aren't you a stand up just a moment. There's somebody behind you pulling or oh, you're a, you're a minister or you're going to be a minister. No your father is a minister. Is that right? I see the church and the or oh, you are very sick, aren't you, young man? You've been examined recently by doctors or something, is that right? In a, in a great place where there's a, many doctors looked at oh, your heart, I see a cardiogram. is that right? Is that true? May the Lord Jesus bless you, my dear brother, and make you well. Be, God bless you. Have faith. The lady sitting right back there. You're going blind, aren't you, sister? Something wrong with your eyes, isn't that right? I see you getting it. Will you believe that Jesus Christ has healed you 1,900 years ago? Rise up to your feet and receive your sight. Yes, ma'am. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. The man sitting right next to you there. You have asthma, don't you, brother? Isn't that right? Asthma? Do you believe Jesus healed you 1,900 years ago? you accept me as his prophet? Then raise up on your feet and accept your healing in the name of the Lord Jesus. The lady sitting next to you, you ain't got no prayer card, have you, lady? Yes. You suffer with a female trouble, isn't that right? The Lord Jesus make you well, my sister, and heal you. Have faith in God. Over this way. How many of you believe God? Just a moment. Reverently, way back, you with your hands up. Who has my prayer cards back there? Have faith. Believe now. There is so many. You sitting there looking so strangely at me with the town. You've been praying, haven't you, sir? I see you knelt in a room, and you prayed, if you could ever get near me, you'd be healed. Is that right? You suffer with a kidney trouble. Isn't that true? Jesus Christ makes you whole, my brother. You stand to your feet. Now there goes that spirit, a blackness, a darkness, leaving that man. Seemingly, you could see it. Watch it. It's got a sympathizing partner. Just a moment. There it falls. Just a moment. Yes, there it falls over a man sitting there with a T shirt on. Black headed man. Use the hands in his face. Stand up, young man. You suffer with kidney stones, isn't that right? Accept Jesus now as your healer that healed you 1900 years ago. Have faith in God, don't doubt. What about you ladies sitting there, color ladies? You suffer with arthritis, don't you? Well, why don't you raise up and accept Jesus Christ as your healer? Throw away your crutch and go home, be made well. Have faith in God. Look this way, you cripples and on your chairs, stretchers. You believe? Swollen spleen coming down out of Canada. A secret's been kept from you, lady. You have cancer also. Do you believe me as God's prophet? Do you want to be healed? Do you believe I tell the truth from God? Then, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, rise up off of your cock, be made well. Do you believe, lady? you laying on the stretcher. You're dying. You realize that you're dying, but you have cancer too, don't you? Then, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, rise up from the care of God and receive your healing, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you believe every one of you?